And here we are with the first episode of Two Leftists, One Podcast. My name is Blake. My partner in crime is... Box. <laughs> All right, so... Um, what was that? You have to put the podcast voice on. Ah, true. True, 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 true. 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 Here, here's my podcast voice. How, how, how is this pod, podcast voice? Sounds perfect. Sounds, cool. Sounds absolutely perfect. Awesome. So, <laughs> um, obviously, this being the first episode, uh, we will introduce the show. Basically, um, I mean, the name is pretty much explains it perfectly. Uh, two leftists discussing uh, different political uh, issues, mainly politics. Uh, but there will be some other topics, such as uh, maybe we'll go over uh, what we had for breakfast. Maybe we will go over uh, pop culture shit. But overall, uh, it will be mostly politics and getting a leftist perspective on different political issues. So, Boggs, if you'd like to introduce what we are discussing for the day, for the first episode of the podcast Today we have uh going over this 920 billion dollar i don't know i'm saying 900 billion as well as 920 i think it's 920 billion i think it's 920 i'm pretty sure it's 920 yeah i mean maybe they're just deducting 20 billion from the <laughs> from uh taxpayers pockets immediately right maybe 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 it's going straight to uh to military contractors who knows True. This fucking bullshit uh, defense bill too, which is we will get into the defense bill. Uh, we will get into the defense bill most likely on a separate episode. Uh, but yeah, but today is the um, today is the stimulus bill. The heavy, heavy topic of the stimulus bill. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with me personally, because I will be advertising this on my Twitter. and on my Snapchat, on my Instagram, and everything, and potentially I will let those uh, out into the public at some point. But for now, uh, for those of you that do not know, I lost my job before COVID started. Uh, I worked for Active Ride Shop. Uh, if you don't know what that is, you're probably not from California. Um, you're probably also not a skateboarder, but more than likely you're just not from California. And that is fine. We would love to see uh, where our listeners are from. But uh, I worked for Active Ride Shop back in, uh, started in October, ended in January, because the company went under. And shortly after that, started doing po- uh, Postmates. And then, of course, as we all know, uh, COVID started. Uh, personally, for me, uh, it made it impossible to p- for me to find a job. And being that everywhere that I uh, made deliveries in uh, was full of old people, and I knew that uh, COVID affected old people the worst, I decided to stop doing Postmates um, because I didn't want to be a super spreader, as nobody should want to be a super spreader. And so since then, I've been unemployed, doing odd jobs here and there to make ends meet, but uh, I am lucky enough to not have too many bills uh, Boggs, how has uh, COVID affected you? I mean, uh, apart from the fact that I've just been working from the beginning and seeing kind of like the 
how people have been forced to comply over time hasn't really affected me terribly yet. Like, I, I didn't lose my job over it. If anything, I got more hours out of it, at least later on, not at the beginning, um, just because we had to meet, like, such a demand. Because when everything else is closed, everybody goes to the grocery stores. Everybody of course, of course. The super stores, because, like, they're bored. And we have so many single moms coming in who think that like, it's a playground for their kids. And their kids are running around without masks. And the moms are, like, constantly pulling them down to drink their, their coffee. And it's, like, slowly over time, you start to see that people, at first, were just super against wearing the masks. But over time, it started to get more and more. And, and we started to, like, crack down on them personally. And I think that's been the most interesting part to see is, like, the psychological aspect of, of, of people being forced to, to kind of comply. And... I think that with a vaccine coming out, you know, I don't think people are going to comply in the best way. More, more than likely not. I can't imagine that people are going to be like, because I think too many people don't understand what a vaccine really is. And at the end of the day, a vaccine is not a cure. But a lot of people are going to act like it's a cure. A lot of people are going to think that covid is over that it is not a problem anymore and maybe that's just me thinking uh the worst in people um but i don't see people really taking it seriously after most people get the get the uh get the vaccine yeah i i mean i kind of accidentally threw it right into the topic but why the fuck not <laughs> um so yeah like surrounding the vi- the the vaccine i think that people are going to take it and it's just going to be like their get out of jail free card where they're going to think like okay that's it you know i could just do whatever i want now i could go out i could um you know i i don't have to wear a mask all i have to do is just carry my papers around and say that i'm vaccinated and i'm fine like yeah yeah, yeah. Of... i think it's going to happen because people didn't want to wear masks at the beginning like i remember people used to walk into the store and we could do nothing about them like you know they would just come up to me and they'd stand like right next to me and i'd be like dude come on back up and they would have like they would pull their masks down to sneeze like people still do that it's yeah that's the thing that confuses me the most is because people know that covid is spread through you know little like water droplets and shit when you sneeze fucking water droplets come out so why would someone think that taking your mask off to sneeze is going to help anything if anything it's just going to make it worse yeah, I don't, people just, uh, I think there's just, there was so much misinformation at the beginning being spread around, and it didn't help that Trump was, like, at his fucking helm, you know, like, saying, oh, it's not a problem, don't worry about it. I think all that stuff compounding just made it so that people didn't trust anything that came out, so a lot of people still don't even know or understand what COVID is, how it spreads, and how to stop it, other than just wear a mask, because that's yeah, and- basically easiest thing to see right now and people think that the mask is the end-all be-all and and that's the frustrating thing is like for me personally like like obviously i'm in california as i said and there are people constantly in grocery stores being right behind you and it's just like one i hated people being behind me in the first place before the pandemic because like dude personal space but we are in the middle of a pandemic, sir. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and you are breathing down my neck. Like, I'm sorry, but if you don't back off, I'm going to put you to sleep. 
plain and simple. It's so stupid now how people like think that suddenly because we're in a pandemic that you know like oh okay well we're wearing masks so it's it's okay to be like around each other it's okay and if i trust you it's okay to pull my masks down yeah yeah that keep like i saw something on twitter this morning that was like uh someone had tweeted out uh in quotations it was like oh you don't have to wear a mask around me and and the person was like uh okay well now i know i definitely need to wear a mask around you like yeah because like and and there are people that you know i i haven't worn masks around um because because we're we're constantly quarantining right and like we're constantly like in our houses uh we don't go outside much and the on the the rare occasions that i do hang out with these people uh it's there there are things going on that make it impossible to wear a mask for instance if you're eating right if i'm eating in the car with someone i can't wear a mask next to this person while i'm eating obviously we'd be we're as careful as we possibly can but at the end of the day you can't wear a mask in some situations but you have to be very 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 careful and that's the thing is most people are not being careful there were way too many parties during christmas um, oh my god yeah there were wait like for instance, on Christmas Eve, I literally, for, I think I was gone for maybe 10 minutes, I had gone to to uh, the gas station to get some Arizonas, because uh, love Arizonas, uh, and not sponsored, by the way, um, but uh, love Arizonas, right, so I, I went to the gas station, got some Arizonas, my whole street, which normally has plenty of parking available, my whole street was packed with cars, Cars that I had never seen there before. And I'm just sitting yeah. there and I'm like, I swear if someone steals my spot while I'm gone, I'm going to slash someone's tires. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, this is my street. If you don't live here, this is not your street. You need to get the hell out of my spot. Especially now. Especially, especially now. now. You, should, you should not be going over to other people's you houses. You should not but... be going over to other people's houses exactly. You should not. There, there, are, there are very few circumstances where it is okay to go to someone else's house. And usually, like, the only reason you should be able to is if you, that person, and their family are never going out. And there's, like, no chance that you guys are going to possibly expose each other to COVID. And I know for a fact that that's not been the case throughout this entire pandemic. Yeah, for the vast majority, because you know people still have work and kids are. Of course, you know, exactly. Play and teenagers act like nothing's going on, especially like younger. Um, yeah. Like young adults and shit like that. Like, for me personally, I can't see a lot like of, of what you said. Like where oh, there's a ton of parties going on around me because, I mean, I live straight in the city now, so I, I don't true, really see that true, type true. of stuff. But when I lived around fraternities like earlier in the year, um. Clearly, you could see parties were still going on. People oh, were still having like, large gatherings, sororities, and fraternities still having their huge, you know, parties for games and things like that for the college. So yeah, yeah. It, Especially er- like earlier in the pandemic, uh, when I did go and visit you, uh, I mean, there were people all over the place uh, without masks on. There were, um, uh, we yeah. skated past some frat houses that uh, had way too many people in them. Um, yeah, 
and uh, not too many sororities, uh, at least when we passed by. But uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure they were being just as irresponsible as the frats were. Oh, well, I can attest to that. I used to see like large groups of them move out, and you know, it's like, do you guys all live together and then just stay together? Bullshit. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no way that they all live in those like small ass frat houses. I mean, like, cause frat houses are big. Yeah, but I've like, seen some, uh, one of my friends is in a sorority and they just got a new sorority house and it is relatively small. It is about the size of my house actually, which obviously you've seen my house. It's not the biggest. Um, yeah. it's only a three bedroom. Uh, and if you have a full sorority living in one, uh, in a three bedroom house, uh, I call bullshit. It's insanely bullshit. But it is. It, you know, it once is. we once we get the the virus actually getting distributed to everybody, it's gonna be like a big vaccine. It's gonna be a big gate out of jail for. Oh yeah, the vaccine. <laughs> we don't want the virus to be distributed to everyone else. <laughs> well, you know, it might happen with seventy percent strain coming out of the UK. That is a very good point. Yeah, it's coming out of uh, South Africa and the UK, which is a oh, really? yeah. massive double whammy because South Africa has a massive population. Yeah. Like it's, it's it's gonna be crazy, and it's sad that like we we would like to think that you know the countries that are doing well are doing really well against this, but it, it's not possible. Like the the countries that have done the best in this pandemic, like Denmark, like um, South uh, Korea, Japan, South Korea, they were literally yeah. the first ones who identified the virus in their, their yeah country. First, and the crazy the crazy so thing too is that in South Korea they got. They, they identified their first case the exact same day as us. Now, mind you, they obviously have a much smaller population. However, they tested their entire population in a few months. And they oh, have, uh, they have I, I believe, under 1,000 deaths, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I could be wrong in that. I believe it's under 1,000 deaths. And they have very few cases. Um, Australia is a perfect example, too. They shut off every single state. Yeah. Um, and limited, they completely uh, cut off travel in between every single state. Let's see. Yeah, South Korea has had uh, 57,680 cases. They have had 39,268 people recover, and they have had... 819 deaths their total are sorry uh the worldwide cases uh are 81.1 million so they have a very very small uh number of cases um and a very small number of deaths and it's crazy now mind you they haven't cut off they they haven't completely gotten rid of the virus so these numbers yeah. are set to go up uh, between... And, and it's set to go up even now because the sanctions are being lifted. Due to exactly, the, exactly. Uh, between December 13th to the 26th, uh, they had 14,000 new cases. Um, so yeah. they are far from being done with this virus. Um, Australia, on the other hand, is one country that took it very seriously. They cut off, they cut off travel from every single state. Uh, everyone was completely quarantined from everyone else, um, and they're down to zero cases. They don't have a single case in their entire country. Uh, 
they are still limiting uh, travel uh, out of the country, um, but they've completely lifted travel restrictions inside the country, and they don't have any problem. Which is what I hope it stays like, because, you know, getting one country out of that, like, net that is sweeping across and taking people is... Much, it's a big deal. Better, especially when so many other, you know, countries aren't taking it seriously. Like, what's funny is that America lumps in with, like, Venezuela and Argentina, which, come on, that's, we're constantly bashing them for having terrible economies and terrible this and that, terrible that, but we're, we're on par with them in terms of the way that we're dealing with a worldwide pandemic. Exactly. And even, like, uh, England was doing a terrible job at first, and they're still doing a pretty terrible oh. job, if we're being honest. Um, Boris Johnson is a terrible leader, uh, and he is doing a really shitty job. But even England is doing a little bit better than we are, uh, which is crazy to me. Especially because it's, Boris was floating the idea of uh, herd immunity much longer than, than Trump was. Yeah, that was so stupid. And even Elon Musk got in on it, too. Was, you know, uh, well, anyone that takes Elon Musk that. seriously. Elon is a entertaining guy, to say the least. But uh, he's not the most intelligent cookie in the room. I don't know. I think he is intelligent, but I think that's part of his downfall. Well, yeah, that, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is, thinks he's much more intelligent than he's, everybody else. He's not street smart. If, if if that makes if that is more an understandable position, he is definitely fucking intelligent. Uh, don't get me wrong, but uh, he is not street smart at all. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get into uh, the stimulus bill and uh, how we believe that will affect people. Uh, do you have anything that you would like to start off with? I mean, other than the fact that getting half the amount that we got last time even though technically we're getting half the amount but um people who claim is dependent who are still able to claim it uh they are getting actually a hundred dollars because they believe that they only got 500 last time whereas now it's 600 per person um so that's cool but that's not going to be enough for anybody that's not that's that's half a car payment type stuff for some people exactly you know? exactly the like, average uh, the, the average rent in uh in, I believe the whole country is about a thousand four hundred. Now, we haven't gotten a new stimulus package uh, in almost eight months. Now, in eight months, let's do some quick math here uh, that I am not going to do in my head because screw that. Let's say, and I could be completely wrong here, that the average rent is a thousand four hundred. And you haven't paid that in eight months. That's eleven grand. <laughs> what the hell is six hundred dollars going to do for someone who hasn't been able to pay their rent in months? Now, mind you, there are approximately there at one point there are about sixteen million people that had, that had lost their jobs because of this pandemic. I think it's gotten worse, if my memory serves correct. Um, I believe about 7 million people have fallen below the poverty line since the pandemic started. What is $600 going to do? I mean, realistically. Because for me personally, 
I need the money. I do need the money. I don't need it as bad as someone who is paying rent because I'm lucky enough to uh, to not pay rent at the moment. Um, but $600 is not significant. And yeah, Nancy Pelosi would like would like for everyone to believe that it is a significant amount of money for working class families, and it's not. Newsflash, Nancy, you don't know what's uh, significant for uh, working class families because you're not working class, and you haven't been for a very, very long time. And you don't communicate with your constituents. And frankly, I don't think any of these corporate Democrats, and I don't think any of the Republicans actually give a damn what happens to the working class at this point, because Republicans were completely against a stimulus bill, or uh, stimulus checks in the first place. The only Republican that uh, was actually pushing for it, <laughs> ironically, funny. Was, funny, yeah. was Donald Trump. And yeah. uh, I cannot stand that, man. I would love to not have any reason to give him props. <laughs> and yet I have to because he was the only Republican in the entire federal government that was that had any say in this whatsoever who was pushing for stimulus checks. And just like Bernie Sanders, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, the rest of the squad, and every progressive in Congress... He was pushing for a $2,000 stimulus check. Now, mind you, Bernie Sanders and the rest of the progressives in Congress, thank God, were asking for monthly $2,000 stimulus checks, which would change my life. I swear to no end. It, that would, it would change everyone's life, and that is a way better application of fiscal policy than trying to blow it in like we did early in March, blow it into the economy and, and printing new bills and, and pouring it straight into the banks. It's exactly. the actual individuals boost the economy more. And we've seen that before. We've seen that in, in several countries. I don't know why we still... We've seen so that in our own country. The same... Because we are approaching another recession. I think we both yeah. agree on this. We're absolutely approaching another recession. Um, the way that we got ourselves out of the Great Depression... Tax the rich, lower taxes on the poor, and uh, and get money into the hands of the working class. And you also need to create um, social services for people. Yeah. Exactly. That we did the same thing in the recession after 2008. We, ta we increased taxes on the rich. We lowered taxes on the working class and on the middle class. We got money into the hands of the people and we stimulated the economy, and we pushed ourselves into 72 months of continuous growth. And yet, everybody wants to give Donald Trump credit for that, which is bullshit. I don't like Obama either. But uh, giving uh, Donald Trump credit for the, uh, for the fixing of the recession is the most dumbass thing that could possibly happen because we saw a, a parabolic um upward momentum after in 2009 we that was very very far into the obama administration at that point so the fact True. that people want to act like trump has really picked up pieces of that and, and put us into this economic growth that we saw in these past few years is 
absolutely stupid. Exactly, because especially, especially because top economists all across the country were saying that literally to see the exact same growth, Donald Trump had to do absolutely nothing. Not a single goddamn thing. And we would have seen the exact same growth. Or we would have actually seen better growth. Because his tax cuts for the rich that happened in 2007, uh, was it 2017 or 2018? Uh, the tax cut. 2000, was that 2018? I feel like it was 2018. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was 2018. That tax bill, which will cost, which from the time that it was enacted to five years later, will cost the country $2 trillion over five years. Now, for every Republican that likes to claim that they care about the deficit, why did you vote for that bill? Why did you vote <laughs> for lowering taxes on the top 10% if you knew that it was going to increase the deficit and if you knew that it was going to cost the American taxpayer, slipping into the accents, um, and if you knew that it was going to cost the American taxpayers $2 trillion? Why? Why? Why would you do that? Now, I understand that, uh, it in, that it decreased taxes for the upper middle class and the middle middle class. I understand that. My mother is a part of the middle middle class, and uh, her taxes got lowered. My grandfather's taxes got lowered. My dad's taxes got lowered. But guess what? The average income, that, or the average uh, tax reduction, was around $2,000. Now, if you are if you gained an extra two thousand dollars in a year, awesome. That's great. But guess what happened with Amazon? For their twenty eighteen taxes, Amazon received a hundred and twenty nine million dollar federal tax return. Now call me crazy, but Amazon is the most profitable corporation in a, in world history, and they do not need an extra $129 million. And they they utilize loopholes, uh, all these big corporations do, they utilize loopholes that, that people are allowed to utilize. Like when you, when you go and you donate something to Goodwill, they give you a little slip. And that slip is for a tax write-off because you donated something. Exactly. Um, Amazon does the exact same thing, except they donate to themselves over and over and over and over again. Every time they make a large sum of profit or a large sum of money that money gets distributed between their ranks and that eventually ends up in the banks or the hands or one of one of their executives or ceos and that is considered a tax write-off because it's it's moving through the system it's it's moving through their um you know their employee list and even more so is that they can donate two million dollars when they make seven billion and that two million dollars will end up being a nice tax write-off for them because if they donate that two million then you know they, they they can claim it as as some type of philanthropy, which is exactly. absolutely stupid that we treat them that way. Exactly, but we shouldn't treat them that way. Plain and simple, we should be increasing taxes on the rich. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't I don't know. The and, ones and who the can't tax more should get taxed more. Exactly. Like if I made for like for instance, I've been on unemployment pretty much all year. Uh, I don't think that. I shouldn't be paying taxes though, because obviously taxes comes out of unemployment. Um, but if I was making ten grand a year, I don't think I should pay that much in taxes. I really don't, because that's not anything. Ten grand yeah. a year 
doesn't pay a thousand dollar rent a month. And in my area, average rent is a thousand four hundred and fifty dollars. I wouldn't even be able to live in the area that I live in on the ten grand a year that I made back when I worked for McDonald's. Um fuck McDonald's, by the way. Um I would work thirty eight hours a week because they wouldn't if they made if you if they worked you uh forty hours a week, you had to get paid more. So they would specifically make their best workers work thirty eight to thirty nine hours a week. I worked thirty eight hours exact. a week every week for nine months. I made less than a thousand dollars every single month. Yeah. I worked basically full time. I worked my ass off. I some di- sometimes I had nine and nine to ten hour shifts working at McDonald's and for the first like six hours of my shift I wouldn't get a single break, which is completely illegal by the way, McDonald's. Um check your fucking managers. Check your general <laughs> managers. Because a lot of them are breaking labor laws every fucking day. But back to the stimulus. Um, before I get pissed off. Um, so, $920 billion, correct? Yep, $920 billion. $920 billion is a lot of fucking money. Like, like don't get me wrong. That is a... Well, yeah, but I mean, it, it, it pales in comparison to the $1.4 trillion that is the government funding. Exactly. Which, um, <laughs> which <laughs> let's not even talk about what they're giving to defense. Oh, spoilers, it's 600 $95.9 billion in that $1.4 trillion government funding package that is going to the Department of Defense. 695 That is nearly the amount of the fucking stimulus bill that is going to just the Defense Department. What the fuck? Like, we don't, we don't need to be paying the fucking Defense Department jack shit. Increased wages, for, increased wages for, for our armed forces members. Increased, we need increased wages for uh soldiers and everything like that we do not need more money for f-35s we don't need more money for fucking cargo planes we don't need more money for helicopters we don't need more money for military contracts i think people want to act like or rather the government wants to act like we're still in the cold war we're not you know, they're, they're not. gearing up for a war that we don't know that we're gonna have exactly and Moreover, do they really think that we're going to be, like, flying bombers and tanks into places? And do they really think that that's how war is going to be conducted in the next 20 years? Exactly. It's not just going to be drone strikes? That it's not just going to be, like... It's fucking ridiculous. Infiltrating other people's uh, voting software? You know, like, come exactly. on. It's, it's fucking other ridiculous. Countries already, Let's save this, already. though, for the next episode, because uh, we will get on to that topic... Uh, and we will not stop, and then we'll forget about the stimulus uh, topic <laughs> completely. Um, so, uh, currently looking at a, uh, a a breakdown of what is going to be in this, uh, what is in the COVID relief bill. Um, three, uh, $325 billion to aid to small businesses. Now, if my memory serves correct, when they first came out with the aid to small businesses, the Los Angeles Lakers took some of that relief bill money the, absolutely stupid uh ruth's chris steakhouse took billions of dollars from that <laughs> uh aid to small businesses um now call me crazy but the nba is not a small business so hopefully i haven't read the entire bill because i've heard that it's uh several hundred pages long 
Um, and the last time I read something that long was the Mueller report, and was disappointing to say the least. Yes. Um, but uh, so I'm probably not gonna read all of this bill if I'm being honest. But uh, I guarantee you that Republicans made sure that this bill does not have any protections against large corporations getting this money. Now, hopefully, the CEOs have a spine and don't decide to get some of this money for themselves because I have mul multiple friends with small businesses that need the money. Um, they are surviving, don't get me wrong, but uh, small businesses need this aid. So hopefully corporations grow a pair and don't uh, steal this money from small corporations. Okay, uh, there is $284 billion going to paytex protection, paycheck protection programs. Uh, that's great. Obviously, it should be more oh, because we have I, a approximately... I think with this $284 billion that's going to the paycheck protection, um, that's going to end up being the same thing that happened with like the Lakers. Is that? Yeah, that's what I figured. Large businesses are going to be able to draw out of that and say that they need to pay their workers. Yeah, in order to pay their workers. And their workers are going to get shafted while their top executives are going to be the ones who are getting They're paid. They're going to pocket their employees. everything. So, I, I disagree with it being that way. I think they should have revised it first. They should revise it, and they should make it go towards, if it's going to go towards corporations, because obviously corporations uh, do provide many jobs, uh, if it's going to go to to corporations there needs to be federal regulations that make sure that that money actually goes into the hands of workers and not into the hands of CEOs CFOs and other business executives and also with this uh, paycheck protection program the bill itself um, allows businesses to deduct expenses paid out of their past and their new funds for the program oh wow for tax purposes so they can pull more than they need to, and that's actually against what the IRS regulates. So there's some, there's so many issues. There's that. some shady shit going on. But hey, you know what? If our own government is fucking with the IRS, then I guess we're fucked. It's bullshit. Yeah, man. It, it is. Uh, this idea that the government actually cares about the populace is a joke at this point, and if you don't recognize that. Take a shot of whiskey, take a shot of tequila if you want, and open up your goddamn eyes. Because, plain and simple, the government does not care about you. They care about their lobbyists, they care about um, their uh, corporate donors, and they do not care about their constituents. And like I said earlier, the only people that were actually pushing for uh, monthly checks, the only people that were pushing for extending unemployment benefits, and the only people that were pushing to help the populace were progressives. So, if you are not a leftist, please do some goddamn research. If you are a liberal, well, I, ha I have to. What was that? I have to give props. I have to give props to Mitt Romney, because he's the only conservative that I've seen who is yes. actually actively acting more like a progressive, which is crazy. It's because, weird. Know, it's it's, it's very weird. Mitt Romney is the only Republican in Congress right now that has balls. And I think if John McCain was still alive and if I think he was still uh, uh, in Congress, uh, I think he would be able to push more Republicans to actually help the people. Because plain and simple, 
McCain was a he had problems. Uh, don't get me wrong. He was not the perfect politician whatsoever. He was not the perfect conservative. However, uh, he had a lot of influence, and he was definitely a populist. He wasn't perfect by any means, but uh, he was a populist. Uh, okay. Uh, they are extending unemployment benefits uh, plus a $300 a week bonus for 11 weeks. That is going to cost $120 billion. That is decent. Uh, as someone that is on unemployment myself, uh, that extra $300 a week is definitely going to help um, because most of what I get from unemployment right now goes straight towards bills, and it I barely make it every single month, uh, and it is not easy um, whatsoever. Uh, and I could always ask other people for help. I recognize that, but uh, I hate doing that. I hate asking other people for help with... Especially when other people need help themselves, you know? Exactly. Or exactly. Asking for you can't. The last thing that I want to do is say, ask my grandparents, for instance, for money to uh, help me out with uh, car repairs or something like that. Especially because my grandparents are... Their only income is uh, Social Security because, you know, they're retired. Um, they don't work. They don't have any other source of income. The last thing that I want to ever ask from my grandparents is for financial help, which I had to ask them for financial help back in 2019. Um, and it took me almost, it took me till halfway through the pandemic to pay them back for helping me with, uh, uh, with helping me with car repair bills from 2019. So the last thing that I want to do is to have to ask anyone in this time for uh, financial aid because plain and simple they shouldn't have to the only people that should be have to, that should have to help people right now is the federal government well clearly they're not doing the best job that they can not doing the best job that they can um let's see stimulus okay. checks yeah. obviously this has been a big hot topic um what was your opinion on the on the hun on the thousand two hundred uh, stimulus check back in what was that March? Seeing as a lot of the people that I know or May didn't even get it was it. May. Yeah, I think it was May. I believe it was no, May. It was March. No, it was May. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was May. It was May. I I love that we're forgetting. Yeah, I know. It's just been, it's been a fast fucking year. It know. has. It really it's not has. Like I saw. I didn't see the stimulus check. Like the majority of people that I know didn't ever. Yeah, receive no. It. There, there were a lot of people, myself included, that were supposed to get the stimulus check and didn't. Yeah, actually, I don't think I even know a lot of people at all, if any. I, I know. I had who got it. Which I know one person who got the stimulus check. Yeah. Um, and I think she used that on mostly school stuff. Yeah, because, like, what else? It, it's good to have that 1200 Like, that's nice. But it's a 1200 one-time payment. Exactly. And if you weren't on unemployment, you weren't getting the 600 week through July. Exactly. And so, and, and the problem with that is, in my opinion, uh, because Bernie Sanders was pushing for $2,000 a month checks before the first bill was, was, was signed in. Um, yeah. So... Which is actually very uh, representative, uh, is a great representation of his political career, is him advocating for things that would help the populace, um, and just the rest of Congress dragging their feet and not wanting to help people because it doesn't benefit their donors. 
Um, but uh, in my opinion, the the twelve hundred uh, check back in May was that was the compromise. In my opinion, because progressives were advocating for two thousand, um, and the rest of the federal government was advocating for approximately six hundred. Uh, most conservatives were advocating for nothing. Um, and so I thought that was the compromise. And then come to find out that $600 is the compromise. $600 is not anything. Like if we're so being honest. It's going to do anything for anybody, really. It I mean, really it won't. That we're getting some type of fiscal, pol fiscal policy, but we're probably not going to see another one until September because the omnibus that they passed, um, the, the other $1.4 along with this 920 or 1.4 trillion that they attach to this 920 billion dollar stimulus um, that funds the government till September. So they will not start to argue about giving us more money until then, because they don't give a fuck. They don't. They don't. And that is why, uh, as much as I dislike the Democratic Party, uh, because obviously, as you know, uh, they're not left enough for me. Um, they need to win these two Georgia races. Plain and simple. Yeah. Because I, I think everybody's just trying to like a scramble right now because obviously we're not going to have Donald Trump in, in office come January. So um, I, I think Republicans really, really want to secure the Senate at least, even though, you know, obviously Democrats need it. But I think Democrats need it. And, and really hard. Really they need hard. it because if they if they lose both of those seats. There's going to be basically nothing that prevents Joe Biden from pushing through his uh, his agenda, um, and provided that uh, progressives get as much uh, influence as I would like them to, um, we did elect a few more Justice Democrats uh, into Congress uh, this past election, um, which is obviously a good thing. Uh, if you are a leftist, um, the squad is increasing, uh, which is which is going to be awesome. Uh, if they if they can push Joe Biden further left, if they can get him to give a damn about the American people, and if they can get him to stop trying to suck off every Republican in Congress. I think we should see some halfway decent change. Yeah. But maybe that's me being too optimistic. I don't know. I No, I agree. But I think as it stands right now, I think Democrats have a good chance of winning, especially because this bill just got passed. And because of the fact that I think Donald Trump kind of gave Democrats a really big leg up in the race by saying that he wants a $2,000 relief bill because John Ossoff, who's running in, um, for the U.S. Senate in Georgia, he's been like going hard saying that if you elect me $2,000 relief checks for the people. Exactly. You know? and, and, and money talks. Like, that's exactly. Yeah. And, and that's what people want. You know, you're starting to see a lot of people on the right who are just absolutely, I mean, obviously everybody, everybody in America is angry at politicians because politicians. Oh, of course. Over here. But it also just starts with the people, too. And it does. And, that, you know, and getting people in there who will listen, uh, who will listen to um, uh, the people is going to be a big deal. Now, mind you, 
I don't know Asif Stoners. I don't know uh, too much about his politics in general. Um, I do know that he's liberal. Uh, he might be a leftist. Who knows? Um, yeah. Uh, but if we can get actual populists into into Congress, it is going to be a great time yeah, for okay, the people we're... of America. Yeah, and we're already seeing like a large ideological shift, anyways. Like especially among Republicans in Congress already, like Tom Reed, um, who is you know already in Congress himself. He just put out a full statement, basically saying that he has already contacted the president. He said that two thousand dollars per individual is is what he would vote on, and that he wants it for the people. And yeah, that you know he's he wants this to go forward a lot of people need this to go forward and a lot of it's people do across party lines you know so once nancy pelosi mitch mcconnell they all get their heads out of their asses finally if that ever happens yeah as if yeah right um yeah i mean if they can pass this bill i think it will greatly reduce the impact of the incoming recession and we've been due for a recession already, um, but $2,000 into the hands of the people is what stimulates the economy. Tax cuts for the rich does not help the economy. Uh, there have been plenty of studies on this. Reaganomics does not work whatsoever. And getting this money into the hands of the people is going to stimulate the economy because what do you what do? You do? When, when If you had an extra two thousand dollars every month that you didn't expect to have what would you do with it i don't i well obviously one hour just pay my fucking rent <laughs> and then True. You know, it would all it would all go to like you know services that i need so like my rent my light my utilities i would have to pay all those first of course and doing that would save me basically my whole paycheck and that would go into savings which is amazing as is because being able to put anything into savings at this time is, is big. Of course, of course. Well, you are much more fiscally responsible than most people. <laughs> um, yeah. If my memory serves correct, there was a study done that showed that the majority of what people got from the first stimulus bill uh, went towards a lot of uh, extremities. It went towards uh, buying clothes, buying school supplies, buying... Um, things for new hobbies but that's right? exactly that helps the economy that is exactly what that's the stimulus should be for 100 percent what used in other ways exactly there is no there is no way that is more effective than getting money into the hands of the people and getting a two thousand dollar stimulus check every month would massively help the economy Personally, for me, that's UBI. <laughs> that's UBI. It basically yeah. is UBI, and there are problems with UBI. Um, yeah. It's not necessarily the best thing for the long run, in my opinion. Um, however, especially in a time when so many people are fa falling below the poverty line, when so many people are falling into homelessness, when so many people are falling into a state of just not knowing what the hell they're gonna do. Two thousand dollars. What? Sorry, I have to. I have to stop. Um, the House is actually voting on a bill to increase the COVID stimulus right now. Right um, now. Two thousand. Right now. Yeah. Is it? Uh, where is this? 
Like, where, like, um, where can I find this? I can hit this over MDC. I'll send it to you. Cool. This is a. Uh, it looks like it's a large majority that's in favor of 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 upping this, and I think they have to. Their back is against the wall. I mean, obviously, if it passes the house, that doesn't mean it's a law. <laughs> but, of course, but it's going to get passed not. the Senate from here, and I mean, the Senate really was going to end up killing. If that's the case. Um, of course. But this is. Course. It's, it's interesting how one day after it's signed, not even one day, just the next night, they're already. Yeah, because currently right now it is uh, 7 p.m. in Washington. Yeah, this is uh, really crazy. And this is live. So they are... They, they they need to... They feel their backs are against the wall, especially all these people who are like, trying especially to Especially people that are up for re-election in 2022. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're fucking scared. Especially they because, are. you know, like, Fauci, Fauci and um, all these other people saying that we could see this go on. For another year, year and a half. Exactly. Which, you know, people felt crazy back in March, like when when it first hit us really hard in March, when they said, "Oh, we could see this till 2022." People were like, "Bullshit! It'll be till November." And look at us now in December, going strong. Exactly. Remember, he said, uh, "When the when the warmer weather comes around in uh, in April, uh, it's going to be basically down to zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine that shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, we had fucking Florida beaches packed, Nashville bars, you know, just full to the brim. Yeah, no, people. Didn't yeah, it it was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, hopefully this bill gets passed because, uh, especially because there are a lot of people that are not qualified for stimulus checks at the moment. Um, that should be qualified. For instance, college students that are registered as dependents. Um. They need the money. I mean, look at how many people are in, are in uh, massive amounts of debt uh, for uh, for school. Um, college is not cheap. Uh, $2,000 in a month, that would massively help people with paying off their college tuitions. Absolutely. Did you, um, I don't know if you saw this about Joe Biden. Uh, he was asked if he would forgive $30,000 worth of college debt. He said no. He said he wouldn't. Yeah. But he's, yeah, and he said that I might that he might do ten thousand, but thirty thousand is a no go. Which, which is, is complete so, bullshit. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and I honestly hope that he keeps saying stuff like this so that right before Trump leaves office, just as his last, like his final thing, he just goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna do all these things that the people want in order to try to make myself look good." Right. I hope he does though, because I hope you know, he does fuck because. As much as I dislike Trump, and as much as I dislike Joe Biden, their rivalry that they have could benefit the people. It, it's exactly like business, which is sad that our government is run business, but competition is good for the consumer. And exactly. in this case, competition was good for us as Americans. It's good. This is one of the few Trump times Biden. where capitalism has genuinely helped the American people. Yeah. Like on a legitimate level. Because I mean, obviously people reason. make the argument of like, oh, well, it provides jobs and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But like, eh, fuck that. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> this is one of the few times where like market competition is because our, pol- our political situation is a market. Yeah. If, you, if you look at it as, uh, as the Koch brothers and Walmart and everyone like that, that is paying for politicians to 
vote for things that those people benefit from. It is a market. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the problem with that is obviously that you get politicians that don't vote for the what their constituents want, as we've been discussing. Um, but when it comes to Donald Trump and Joe Biden, they are two egotistical little assholes that will definitely try to outdo each other. And $10,000 will help. I do know a few people that $10,000 would basically get rid of most of their student loans. Um, probably like would leave a few thousand that left there though. Um, but students shouldn't go into massive debt to go to college. It just shouldn't happen. As two community college kids ourselves, obviously our college experience has been relatively cheaper um, because community college is just, it's cheaper. Uh, yeah. But my current, my, my upcoming quarter was $400 for registration. Now, mind you, that's not a lot. Um, well, you know, it's it's not a lot in, in sitting, but if you start to like wear that on top. But if you, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's $400 for two classes. Yeah. <laughs> which ridiculous. is ridiculous. They charge it, you more class. Like if you have a math class, that is absolutely going to cost way more than exactly. uh, a humanities class, which is sad because math is incredibly imperative to everything it is it is math is the universal language and that is why people understanding math will help them better understand this stimulus bill because if they if if you look at our let's say you're you're one of these people that actually cares about the deficit which i don't know why you would but let's say for instance you're one of these people that cares about the deficit (laughs) yeah if you're looking at the deficit and you look at how much is being spent on the relief bill and you look at how much is being spent on the goddamn defense bill you will realize that this affects that the relief bill affects the deficit way less than the defense bill does and that's just simple math Still reading through all this, this stuff uh, specifically. There's 157 billion funding of personnel, and 107 billion with manufacturing systems. It's just, it's terrible how much money they threw at this versus the amount of money that they were going to throw us. They they were going to throw us, you know, small crumbs, basically six hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like for instance, uh. In the stimulus bill, there is an education section. It is $82 billion. It is, uh, looks like $54 billion of this is going to go to uh, K-12 through education grants. Uh, higher education grants are only getting $20 billion, which obviously high school is important, middle oh, school is important. For-profit colleges, they get a billion dollars out of Exactly. For-profit colleges are going to get a massive, massive section of this 20 billion dollars which is fucking bullshit because they already charge such a high amount in per- in tuition um there's gonna be four billion that goes towards governor's emergency education relief fund not really sure what that is to be honest uh there is only two billion dollars that is going towards grants for hbcus minority serving institutions and tribal colleges 
call me crazy, but uh, they deserve more. Well, there, there's also an education grant at the bottom that is also another billion for tribes and territories. But yes, you know, but that's institutions and HBCU. Come on, they they need more. Exactly, exactly. Like you're gonna give 54 billion to K through 12 education grants. Fine, but the fact that you made the distinction between the 20 billion for higher education grants and the 2 billion that is going towards HBCUs, minority-serving institutions, and tribal colleges means that those higher education grants are not intended to go to HBCUs, tribal colleges, etc., 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 which is bullshit, plain and simple, because they're already underfunded as it is, and those grants could majorly help not only students, but also professors that go to those schools that don't get paid that much help the whole, whole nation really but exactly um, we, we honestly shouldn't be bailing out universities at all we should we, we should be bailing out students not universities exactly. because universities drown honestly i don't give a fuck if ox if oxford can't pay their you know professors a hundred trillion dollars you know not obviously but you know what i'm saying like i don't care if they can't pay them their stupid amount of money i can't i don't exactly. care if that's the thing too is that ivy care. league college professors get paid so much Whereas my professors at uh, at my college get paid very little. We should be bailing out people, not institutions at this point. And I don't know why we still are bailing out institutions. We've been we bailing be out bailing institutions out. since before the Great Depression. <laughs> yeah, it's, absolutely. And, and yet people and still think that that's the way to go. It's not. It's not. fundamentally incorrect because it's basically putting money in the hands of the institution. It's putting money into the hands of the people that already have money. Yeah. It's... Call me crazy, but if I have an ant problem in my house, I'm not going to go and take care of the single roach that's in my house. So I'm not going to go and, and look for rats. I'm not going to go and look for... Uh, uh, I'm not going to go look for um, a fly infestation, right? I'm going to take care of the problem that I have. And so if... Maybe that's a bad an, uh, analogy, but if I already have money, I don't need more money. The people that don't have money are the ones that should get money. And a lot of what happens here is that they, they, they give these higher education grants to these institutions, and they basically, it's like economics in the sense that they trust these institutions to allocate that spending efficiently. And what ends up happening is that that joke. is, yeah, it, you, you can't trust these Especially now when they have already lost, you know, their their admission numbers have been slashed, you know, like nobody oh, wants to go to a college where, you know, you're going to get the virus right now. Yeah. So their, yeah, their admission rate has been slashed, which means that their their paychecks have been slashed. So they're not going to get this 20 billion or, you know, however many, however large of a portion they get, several hundred million. They're not going to get this, you know, these millions of dollars. And then say, okay, well, we're just going to, you know, make sure that we uh, forgive the fact that students still have to pay for um, their dorms, despite the fact that they're not going to classes on campus anymore. Exactly. And some schools have increased their tuition during the pandemic, which is Yeah, because they're trying, they're trying to, they're basically trying to circumvent the fact that they have lost so much revenue. And Mm -hmm. it's. Oh, God, these institutions. For-profit colleges are a business, plain and simple. They are not institutions. They are a business. Universities in general are 
operate as business. The Cal State program is a huge, huge mafia business. It's basically like you get into one Cal State, you get into all of them, and there's a reason for that. Is because you can pay the same amount going to Fullerton when you don't get the same amount of education as going to Cal Poly. Exactly. You know, like, what the hell? Exactly. No, it's it's ridiculous. Um, let's go into more of what this bill entails. Uh, there's 56 billion towards the healthcare programs. Um, most of this looks like it is going to uh, states for testing, tracing, and COVID mitigation, which is obviously important. Um, most uh it looks like a lot of this is going towards vaccine distribution uh producing vaccines uh, ob- uh obtaining vaccines um and that's the majority of it there is 18 billion of this bill set aside to fund um uh all of these programs uh whenever they need it supposedly um and uh is supposed to help with existing provider relief fund uh which i with which i assume uh is going towards insurance companies because it says provider so i'm assuming insurance providers which is bullshit because insurance companies already make a boatload of money off of people there's yeah, also part of the problem yeah that we, that we let outside corporations basically run the um, systems in our government like look at how the vaccine is being distributed it's being distributed through companies like Walmart. It's being distributed through companies like UPS and FedEx. And they get to slap exactly. their their nice-ass logos on the side of these trucks while people cheer. And it's sad because it should be the American flag on the side, not UPS. Exactly. It should be America doing this, not not these private companies. But exactly. America dragged its heels. They did. Terrible. They really did. Um, and as much as uh, too much nationalism can obviously be a bad thing, look at Germany. During uh during the Nazi party, obviously. Look at, look at their um alternative party. It's gaining a huge seat in, in their It is, it is. Man. And that's why nationalism has to be balanced, obviously. Um, of course. Yeah. If I look at it from an anarchist perspective, then it's you know, fuck nationalism. The only thing that matters is the people, right? Yeah. Um for this area. Exactly. But uh, on a certain level, especially in a time like this, right, where uh, a lot of people are suffering, I think having some confidence in your country and being nationalistic uh, can be a positive, right? Um, It's obviously dangerous. It can be very dangerous if you look at the Proud Boys, uh, the Oath Keepers, um, other far-right organizations that are extremely nationalistic that are neo-fascist um and that are uh threatening politicians on a daily basis uh that they're going to kill them uh, and even kidnapping them at one point exactly that is the level of nationalism that we don't want of course um but the fact that our government has prioritized uh, waging wars in the Middle East, that they have prioritized their donors, they have prioritized uh, their own pockets over the people, leaves plenty of room for these corporations to come in and be like, hey, we give a damn about you. Yeah, Which they don't. 100%. Of course they don't. Why would they? The they only just reason. see a disruption into these 
giant pools of cash that they could eventually get. Exactly. The only reason that corporations are going to give a damn is because it benefits them. Yeah. From a financial perspective, right? I mean, look at Amazon getting into pharmaceuticals. I guarantee that Amazon is going to start to become a healthcare company. They're going to start to um, break out into that now because... It wouldn't be surprising. They already have a daily vitamin program that they they have, which honestly looks pretty cool. If I'm being honest, it kind (laughs) of seems cool. Having like a little pouch, you know? like Yeah. That's the thing, right? Like people look at it and they go, well, yeah, actually, that seems cool. I, I might as well subscribe. Oh, it already comes with my Amazon Prime. I might as well just subscribe to Amazon Prime and renew that. And that's exactly. what they're banking on. The American system, the way that we've done it so far, the way our the consumer, our it's consumer so mindset bad. is so terrible. Yeah. We love but it's anything like, new. It's, it's not even our fault to a degree. It's, it's mainly the fault of the government because they haven't made strides in innovation they haven't done anything no they haven't so all these companies can come in and they can basically say for themselves hey if the government's gonna change not gonna change anything we're gonna and you're gonna pay us money for it exactly and And the ironic thing is that those same corporations are the ones that are paying off our politicians to make these policies that they benefit from yeah it's this huge cyclical cycle cyclical it's a it is a massive fucking circle it is just a yeah. clusterfuck of of corruption and bullshit. It's terrible. Yeah. But anyways, let's back get into. Down to the uh, let's see. There is forty five billion going towards transportation, uh, which is obviously cool. Trains are awesome. Uh, however, I don't see any train uh bills in here. Uh, there is sixteen. Bi- I'm sorry. There's Amtrak funding at the bottom. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. Uh, let's see. So, $1 billion going to Amtrak. Uh, there is uh, $2 billion uh, going towards airport grants. Um, hopefully, that goes towards the people that actually work at airports who are suffering because there is less work for uh, airport workers at the moment. Um, grants to transportation service providers like buses and ferries is getting $2 billion as well. Um, obviously, buses and ferries are very important. Um, state highway funding, $10 billion. Now, with both of us growing up in California, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, highway. our highway system is stupid, <laughs> if we're being honest. Because the 10 has been under construction in some of the same areas since before the pandemic started. Now, mind you, obviously, yeah. some of these workers, maybe they don't get as much work right now, right? But it doesn't take this damn long to fix a freeway. And sometimes... Well, infrastructure is so terrible. It is. It really is. And sometimes when they fix these freeways, like they they fill in a pothole, for instance, right? Now, instead of there being a hole, there's a bump. Now, when yeah. I drive over that, instead of me risking my tire exploding in a pothole, now my car swerves because i hit a fucking bump that is a few inches tall that my car was not obviously is not designed to just take a random bump you know it's it's stupid um if that funding will go towards actually making the highways better great but i don't think it will if i'm being i don't believe it will and i wish that we had like nice explanations to the way that this works but 
I, I doubt that this 10 billion that's being allocated to the state highway funding is actually going to help the infrastructure because we need a lot more than 10 billion dollars. We do. To, to we really do. It takes a lot of money to time too. A lot of money and a lot of time. China, you know? <laughs> and if they if they put more work yeah. if they put more money towards this and hired more workers, uh we're able to shut down freeways and have uh appropriate detours that actually worked instead of just going through neighborhoods um then i i think that would be a much better use of the funding but they're not going to do that they really won't um there is 14 billion going to transit infrastructure grants um so i would assume that that's going to go towards mainly uh subway systems uh trolley systems stuff like that in big metropolitan areas um that, that's at least what i would assume yeah I'm, I'm assuming it's gonna go around that too i mean they for a lot of metropolitan areas they've already re uh re-kicked off the charging so they're they're collecting fares again but i mean still like yeah they, yeah exactly there, there was were a actually lot... riding on these things so, Th so there were several months of them not collecting fares and that definitely yeah. that definitely is going to uh, influence uh, how they're able to use their funds because obviously gas is not cheap. Um, they have a lot of, uh, especially in California, we have a lot of electric buses now, um, but uh, electric electricity is not cheap either. Um, yeah, and none of them run off solar panels, so yeah, uh, they they really should run off of solar panels but they don't um well solar panels can't harvest enough yet it would be more like a solar panel battery like yeah a, yeah that's what a that's battery what, that we put in with the charge button. yeah that's what i mean like but um more than likely it's probably uh them plugging them in through uh you know a charger that uh uses our coal-powered uh uh electric electricity grid that is still powered by fucking fossil fuels, which I don't understand. It's it's literally powering ourselves with this diminishing resource that isn't even as as we claim it is. But sorry, you you cut out for a second. It's not as it's not as what as it is. It's it's not even as efficient as as we claim that it is. True, it is not. It is definitely not. There are much more efficient ways uh, to do things if we would just fund them. Like it's it really is just that simple. Just yeah. fund this and shit. What's sad is that um, even in the omnibus bill that passed alongside this, they we we barely funded energy. We provided maybe forty billion um, yeah, to the Department enough. of Energy. There's over three. They're basically allocating all of that. There's over 3 billion people in this country. What is 40 billion going to do? You know what's funny, too, is that I'm actually looking through this 40 billion, um, the way that the Department of Energy is, is cutting this up, mm -hmm. and 750 million of it is going to fossil energy research. And of course it is. Of course it is. Why? It's a dead end. Why do it's we need to research end. that shit anymore? There's no more they research to be done. Because there's just no more to be done at all. We're running out. We're having We're, to we go pillage other countries. It's over. 
<laughs> it's over. We need to find a renewable energy source, which there are plenty of. We have water. Well, we have water-generated electricity. We have wind-generated electricity. We have solar-generated uh, electricity. What yeah. else do we need? What's good about this is that I'm seeing 2.86 billion going towards renewable energy, which is That's about good. 72 million from That's last good. year, I think. And then 1.5 billion for nuclear, which is good because both of those are, you know, great for our, uh, well, not only great for our infrastructure in our country, but just great for the planet. But True. But that's 750 million like... per fossil, throw it out. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you that that was a lobbyist. I guarantee that was lobbyist. Oh, that just wanted anything they could get. Absolutely. And I hope that eventually we can move away from nuclear energy as well, because as we've seen, like with, for instance, in Japan, uh, when they had a tsunami that, um, that destroyed one of their nuclear power, power plants, it can create a lot of deadly situations as far as radiation goes um, in the surrounding areas. Uh, but it is still, in my opinion, uh, better for the world uh, and our environment than um, uh, than fossil fuels. I agree. And to veer off topic for like one second, just for one point. Yeah, sure. Um, Korea just actually recently was able to... So they're making... They're, they're using nuclear fission and nuclear energy research um, to develop uh, a sun, basically. Like, just a full-on sun. Oh, um, I heard about this. Yeah, and they were able to make it run for 20 seconds, which is unprecedented because of how quickly the the, um, the particles lapse on one another. Yeah, yeah, But if we're able to actually harvest energy from that is way more efficient than anything in the world. Like, at all. Oh, That's Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's you know it, it's it's it cool, be, but it's also incredibly dangerous. So. Yeah, it's incredibly dangerous because I think they said uh, it burned at like a hundred million degrees or some shit like that. Oh, way more, way more. More? Yeah, yeah more. Jesus Christ! They, I don't think they even measure it in degrees at that point. It's um, it's measured uh, Kelvin. Yeah. Yeah, which I still barely understand Kelvin. We have to learn about it yeah. for uh, photography, but. Um, uh, yeah. It's it's very confusing. Um, yeah, well, I was just mentioning that just because yeah, yeah. You know, the prospects are very rich in energy, but we're not devoting money to it. nowhere near enough, especially when you look at like our quote unquote allies like Korea. Like, yeah. come on, like look at South Korea. They're doing so much better than us. And we we act like we sit on the same well, that we sit at the same table for them. We don't. We're not we're not on we're not on the them. same level. We are. We really aren't. Shit, even Cuba produces, um, Cuba, excuse me, um, Cuba produces a shit ton of doctors, um, and yet we still Cuba act is so much better than us with COVID too. By the way, yeah, <laughs> it's so much better. Yeah, Cuba, but and yet, and yet, the United States t still treats them like they're a third world country. Pretty much. Not, not completely. We still have that communism bias. We still think that. Oh, of course. We still. We, a lot of the people in this country still uh, have the issue of red scare propaganda influencing their political ideologies, which is obviously a problem because uh, most of that shit has led to people believing that China is actually a communist country when it's really a state capitalist country. Yeah, and that's so interesting, I think, how they've evolved this full on, like, you know not even Marxist, but Leninist type of communism. And then they just, they implemented capitalism and now they've become just a state capitalist. 
country that is just you know exactly whatever. exactly they're doing there way are, better than us. of course there are going to be um uh, i mean obviously we don't want to get into theory right now because obviously that's a whole nother conversation but oh, okay. they do have elements of communism still in their uh in their system of government but it's really not as prominent as people in America like to make it out to be. Um, And they are just plain and simple. They are a state capitalist country. Okay. Back to the stimulus. We go back to that. We've, we've been talking for a very long time and we still have not finished the stimulus. (laughs) Um, There are, there, there's only a few other sections left on this first graph that I'm looking at. Um, But it's a lot, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, so uh, let's see. There's an other spending category. Uh, Eighty-three billion. Um, there's twenty-five billion of this going towards rental assistance. That'll be awesome. Yeah, um, they're extending the moratorium, I believe, until July. That's going to be very helpful for a lot of people. Um, yeah, I'm happy. About that. Very helpful. Um, hopefully it gets more because, uh, COVID is not going to end anytime soon. And, uh, the longer it lasts, the fewer jobs there's going to be and the fewer opportunities there's going to be for jobs. Uh, things are not going to be the same after this and that's going to affect the job market and people's ability to pay. We'll see they, I'll see that. We'll see how long they can extend this moratorium because, um, renters are going on strike or like people who are renting out yeah um they're they're going on strike they're trying to lobby because you know they're not getting paid yeah they're not and and landlords are sitting there just being like oh well you need to pay rent and it's like i can't but i'm also not going to put myself on out on the street i'm not going to take out a loan just to pay my goddamn rent that's already through and and, and the great thing about this pandemic as horrible as everything about this has been the great thing about it is it exposes how terrible our system is absolutely it it's exposes an exposes the failures of capitalism it's an ex- it's it's an exposing accelerant it, it makes everything move much faster than it would have exactly it shows us where we actually need to start moving faster in and it's, oh, 100 percent and it was funny too because uh as you know my my grandparents are much more conservative than i am um, yeah. and, uh, I was actually discussing healthcare with my grandmother the other day. Um, mm-hmm. and we were discussing the need for, um, a universal system. And she is much more on the side of, um, private insurance no companies and stuff like that. Obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. as most, as most, uh, conservatives are, and I can't blame them. I can't, I would, I, and, and that's why I try to engage in these conversations with them. So that way they understand the pro- the the progressive perspective, um, and I was discussing it with her, and I basically got her on board with uh with universal uh healthcare, um, because I point like because she wanted she pointed out, uh, that every country that has universal healthcare has problems with their system, and I pointed out so does the United States, we have just as many issues with our universe with with our healthcare system as many other countries the difference is that many other countries actually prioritize giving healthcare to their people whereas uh the united states is just like mm, 
30,000 people can die every year because of either a lack of insurance or a lack of an ability to pay for uh, health care. Um, and we don't care. Whereas other countries, despite having the problems that they do uh, with their healthcare care uh, systems, they at least prioritize helping their people. Yeah, people over corporations. That's the biggest, yeah. biggest thing. Which, call me crazy, but people over corporations isn't a radical perspective. We, it should we not, put, it should we not put, be looked at as that. It shouldn't. Yeah. We put uh, the people that represent us in our government were put there to represent the people, not corporations. They need to do our bidding, not corporations' bidding. I will get off my, my tangent now, though. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was interesting no, to be able to have a conversation with someone who isn't a progressive um, about healthcare because yeah. uh, to get their perspective. Because it also helps with finding good counters to the talking points that other people use. And it also helps to educate other people. Yeah. Which is the whole and, point and of this podcast also is to is to help <laughs> educate people on different issues that are going on around the world and get a leftist perspective. Because there yeah. isn't enough of a leftist perspective in the media. That everyone likes to act like uh CNN and MSNBC are the leftist perspective. They're not. They're the liberal perspective. They're not the leftist perspective. Yeah, they're also bullshit for the most part. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. They are bullshit. They are the purest bullshits and and uh, of of bullshit um and they like to act like they are leftists yeah which drives me insane um luckily we do have people uh like um hassan piker um central committee uh, and people like that that are leftists that have an audience that can push leftist perspectives on different issues and the left isn't one big conglomerate um, of, uh, of a single idea, right? The left is very diverse. You know, we have uh, Marxists, we have Leninists, we have uh, Stalinists, we have uh, Socialists, we have Communists, we have uh, Anarchists, we have everything in between. Um, Democratic Socialists, which is a very popular uh, uh, progressive ideology uh, in the United States at the moment. Um, there, there are a lot of different perspectives on the left, but getting the perspective of two leftists who do have differences in political opinions, I feel like. Um, oh yeah, we're more authoritarian. Yeah, and I'm I much, believe, and I'm I much more libertarian. Party. Yeah, I believe um, people at the heart just, you know, they're not, they're not smart enough to run things for themselves. Yeah, like, no, they're not. I completely agree. <laughs> for the most uh, part, people aren't. No, people, and that's the thing, like, but, like, me and you are able to have these conversations uh, that I feel like most people don't get to hear, which is why yeah. we brought it, which is why we decided to create this podcast, and that was why uh, we decided that uh, this would be something that uh, would be an interesting thing to hear. And for the most part, it has been so far. It has. It has. <laughs> it absolutely has. Um... Let's get back to the to the stimulus, though, real quick. Um, in the other spending category, there is uh, community lender support. There is child care grants. Obviously very important because even it's though kinda... people Keep aren't it. working, uh, even though people aren't um, 
uh, able to go into their office. There are still people that need to get childcare for their children because mom and dad can't be home all day. And with kids being home on the computer with at-home schooling, uh, you either need, like, for instance, if I was still in high school, my sister was in elementary school at the time, but I couldn't take care of her all the time. I was, if I was, if I was doing online schooling, dude, I would not be able to do that shit. I would absolutely try to get my parents to, uh, or I guess, I guess that time frame doesn't really work. My sister would have been in middle school, so by that time she was very self-sufficient. Um, but let's say my sister was in like first grade, second grade, right? Yeah, I'm going to need some damn help with that because at the time <laughs> I was self-sufficient, obviously, um, but I can't help, you know, take care of a, of a child um, by myself if my parents are working because right now my, both of my parents work. Um, both of my parents go into the into the office. Um, I don't live with my dad. Uh, I live with my mom. So my mom being at work all the time. She can't take care of us uh, on, on like, all the time, you know? Um, obviously, me and my sister, all, all both being, me being an adult, her being in high school now, uh, makes it super easy. Um, but if your mom has to go into the office and you're in elementary school, you're going to need some, some child care. You're going to need it. Um, so... That that ten billion that's going to go towards childcare grants, uh, I think will help out a lot. And I find it really interesting that we're that we're getting something like this as big as it is, like ten billion. Yeah. Because you would think that in the middle of a pandemic, people would cut that. Like they would just say, you know what, I can't send my kid to some other place where a bunch of other kids might be infected or their parents might be, and then they True. bring it back to me, True. or you know, they get sick themselves, like. You know, it, I feel like that would be much smaller, and I feel like that's going to end up going to a lot of these larger, um, like the YMCA and stuff like that. Yeah, larger institutions. So yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about that exactly because people are staying home by and large. So it's interesting to think Absolutely. that we're going to so Absolutely. much childcare. Yeah, I, I think I and and obviously where we're both at. Uh, in the country, obviously, we're experiencing different things than potentially the rest of the country is. Um, uh, so maybe in some states they do have uh, childcare, like you know, daycares uh, open uh, potentially. But um, you also don't want, as much as I hate this talking point, uh, kids are getting it a lot less than older folks, right? So. Yeah. As much as I'd rather have my grandmother take care of my kid, um, in a pandemic where my kid is more likely to be a carrier and not actually get infected, uh, I would... A little super spreader. What was that? A little super spreader. Yeah, exactly. My kid is a little super spreader. Um, And so, from that perspective, I would rather not have my grandmother or my mother help uh, watch my child while I'm working, um, because I don't want them getting infected, right? And kids, yeah. kids aren't gonna want to wear masks. Kids haven't been wanting to wear masks, um, and uh, so it's it's a very likely scenario that your kid could have, uh, could have COVID, um, or could carry COVID, 
and pass it on to your grandmother pass it on to your mother and like the worst thing that you want is to know that your kid is responsible for giving your grandma covid like that would be that would be so horrible because imagine if don't uh, make it out exactly imagine if your kid is the reason why your grandparent dies yeah like that's horrible that would be a horrible thing and then eventually that kid is gonna grow up and they're gonna do some research they're gonna figure out oh shit i caused this and imagine the mental health strain that that's gonna have on that child like that would be horrible yeah it's fucking terrible it would be um i can't i can't imagine being in that situation luckily i don't have a kid um uh luckily i do not have a child so i don't have to worry about this but i know that there's a lot of people that do and so uh provided that it goes to the right institutions and the right systems um i would hope that that would actually help that that would actually help people i really do I hope a lot of this actually ends up helping people, not institutions. Exactly. Despite my same. views on education, I hope that they do the right thing. Yeah, same. Um, obviously, we both uh, know that the education system needs massive reform. We will get into that on another episode, though. Um, but I really do hope that this month... Hope, hope, English, Blake. Um, uh, I really do hope that this money actually goes to, towards helping people. Um for some reason, uh, broadband broadband grants and investment is getting seven billion. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't broadband like internet providers? Uh, yeah, mostly. I mean, I think they're generally categorized under ISP. Okay. Um, short for internet service provider, but yeah, broadband yeah. network is literally that. So. Yeah. Just... Uh. Why does AT&T need money? I mean, AT&T is in debt. Let's be, <laughs> you know, they're okay, massive debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- AT&T sucks. Because of them. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think this is interesting. One broadband grants and investment. I think they're doing it because of 5G and the infrastructure needed to put all that up to. That's a good point. I forgot about 5G. So maybe that is what this is. Which maybe. Uh, why is this tacked on to 920 billion? you know, for relief. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, that, whatever. it doesn't have to do with relief, but like I said, there are problems with this bill. Um, uh, let's see, what is that? Three billion to provide additional emergency funding to agencies. What kind of agencies? Federal agencies? They already get enough funding. They mean, like, um, I, I honestly don't know, and I wish that it actually said yeah, I, I wish that it broke it down into what agencies specifically, because, uh, and maybe there is a breakdown um, somewhere, but, um, I mean, the way that that reads, I would assume that that's federal agencies. Um, so, that's so weird. Much off of this, so. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, write off $10 billion for U.S. Postal Service loan. Obviously, the post office needs funding. Um, a, a lot of funding. More than yeah, that. yeah, they <laughs> they definitely need more than that because of uh, the uh, postal general that Trump put in that 
massively defunded uh, the United States Postal Service. Um, right when they needed the most, too. Right, exactly. <laughs> they did it on purpose. Okay. Uh, let's see. Tax cuts. Okay. This one um, <laughs> extend and expand employee retention tax credit. $20 billion. I'm not that great with taxes, so I don't really know what that means. Um, I believe that's just from... Uh, it's funding to corporations so that they don't end up uh, basically cutting their employees because they have to. Ah, uh, okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Reinstate 100% business meals re deduction for 2021 and 2022, $6 billion. So... Corporations can just say that, hey, we provide our workers with meals, so we deserve money for that? <laughs> they get reimbursement. That's always... That's bullshit. I'm yeah, sorry, but it costs me... It, it takes... it When I worked for McDonald's, which was the last corporation that I worked for that gave me money, or that gave me yeah. food, um, a 10-piece chicken nugget takes about two minutes to make. Uh, if you already have the nuggets made and you already have them cooked, it takes like 10 seconds to put them in a fucking box. Um, yeah. They sell it for probably what, like eight bucks, nine bucks uh, for the full meal. It costs them uh, probably around a dollar, if we're being honest, to make that or to actually like provide the food and everything like that. Like nuggets don't cost that much money. Chicken is cheap. Um, breading is cheap. Sprite is cheap. The way that the, the way that they get it too from these giant ass fucking farms. Like, exactly. There is no way that it is worth six billion dollars. Now, mind you, that's a lot of corporations that do meal that do uh, free meals for their workers. So it would be pretty like it would be pretty widely spread out. But they shouldn't get anything for that, like whatsoever. They should provide free meals to their workers, and they shouldn't get any tax deductions for that. Absolutely, especially uh, just because like they they get tax deductions for basically everything here. Like exactly the fact dude. that they are keeping their employees instead of you know cutting them off, they, they get twenty billion. Exactly. I mean, obviously not the, exactly. They get a chunk of that. It's it's bullshit. It's pure it, bullshit. Um, there. Let's see. So. Increased earned income and child tax credit by allowing taxpayers to use twenty nineteen income. Okay. A lot of people will benefit from that, actually. Yeah, uh, 100%. I think that's like, they have to do that because so many people got unemployed this year. That Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, child tax credits honestly help out a lot. When I was younger, especially, it helped my mom lower her the amount uh, that she had to pay in taxes uh, substantially. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, I know for a fact that that'll help a lot of people. Uh, extend CARES Act charitable charitable provisions. Uh, I'm not educated on that. Do you know anything about that? Uh, the CARES Act was the last one, so they're yes, basically um, extending the uh, the whole like halting of the student loans of having okay. to pay them right now. It's kind of like the moratorium for rent. It's just okay. The same so then I assume that that. That would go with the uh, Extend Cares Act employer paid student loan exclusion through 2025. Yeah, I think that's the same thing. Okay, um, that sounds like it'll help people. 
Well, I don't think the money is going to people. I think the money is going to the people who are owed money. So that oh, okay. Never mind so, then. So it's so it'll go to loan corporations <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that's where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. See, see, this is why I need to do more reading on shit because I didn't even realize that that's what that was. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, sure. Then that, then <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, loan companies don't tax need code. more money. They get um, big old tax because they can't collect more loans. Oh God, what are they gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then extend families' paid leave credits uh, through March 2021. Okay. That's good. Paid leave uh, is good. Uh, especially yeah, if you're people, sick, dude. Especially if you get COVID. There's a lot of people oh. that were getting COVID that uh, were still having to work. Yeah. Um, there was well, a Chipotle somewhere. There's a Chipotle somewhere where one of the workers got COVID um, and the corporation didn't shut down the store. And they made the dude still continue to work. Dude, that's what's happening in my work right now. Every day I wake up to a text that says that they have another confirmed case, yet they refuse to shut down the store. They refuse to do like a full deep cleaning of everything. And they refuse to even tell us like where this person worked. Or like who so it was. We don't even know getting near yeah, we don't even near we don't even know if we're getting near the person or like if Jesus, you know in the back dude. room we might have run into them or something so we're just completely yeah especially because like, if you're in the break room for instance and you have your mask off because you're eating or something and if that person walks in yeah i mean or if they sit across the table from you and start eating i mean yeah it's fucked yeah but, you know, I, and i get it good, on a certain level because obviously it's you know target sells uh groceries and they sell um you know clothes and stuff like that but if your workers are getting COVID, shut down. Like, please. For real. Please. Two but weeks. It's, it's it's good that people are getting the paid leave now because... Because you have that opportunity to actually be careful. Yeah. And I think that's like... It, it's become a privilege at this point to be careful. Because yeah. you just need to it really has. work and you need to continue... And it's sad that it's become a privilege. Yeah, we had um we had a scare actually literally yesterday where um my mom's boss uh ended up getting COVID, um and he has Shit. been the most careful because he has uh he has um a respiratory issue, um and uh he's been very careful. He hasn't been making anyone come into the office all year since COVID started. Um, Jeez, and, and COVID? they had. Uh no, my mom's fine. Um, thank God. Um, yeah, but I'm saying, but that guy, like, yeah, yeah, he's careful. uh supposedly he's fine so far. Um, but yeah. I mean, obviously that can turn deadly very quick. Um, yeah. But uh, they had um, uh, he asked everyone to like come together for um an end of the year uh like Christmas lunch, right? Um, because usually there's uh, Christmas parties, Thanksgiving uh, celebrations at their office, you know, stuff like that. They had it outside in their parking lot. Uh, everyone was separated. Uh, you know, there, it wasn't like everyone was like all up next to each other in a meeting room and shit like that, right? Like they they were very cautious with this, e even though they, it was risky, obviously. Um, they were being very careful. Um, yeah. and, uh, so he ends up testing positive, um, uh, a few days later 
Um, and so my mom got tested this morning and got a rapid test. Um, luckily, test, tested negative. Um, she wasn't anywhere near him the entire time. Um, Still, though. But now her weird. whole office that was there has to all go get tested. Um, so, you know, it, it's... it's extending that uh that paid leave is is going to be huge for a lot of people yeah absolutely um and i mean from what i'm seeing that's that's all of the bill um like we said there's a lot of problems with it um especially anything that goes towards corporations can go fuck itself but at least there is some stuff that is going towards people you know Unemployment benefits getting extended is going to be, in my opinion, is the best part of the bill. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, at least for me, personally, um, my like I said earlier in the, in the show, uh, my unemployment runs out in three weeks. Now, you get paid unemployment every two weeks. So, really, I only have uh, two more payments left. Um, yeah. And so before this bill passed, I mean, I, last, yesterday, for instance, I applied for uh, eight different jobs um, before I even ate breakfast. Before I ate breakfast, um, uh, they were all for Hot Topic. Hot Topic, if you hear this, please <laughs> hire me. Are they? Uh, yeah, some are um, uh, in the surrounding areas because malls uh, are starting to open back up. Which has been yeah, so that. stupid. Um, it, every it, day, I drive past a mall, and there are so many people. Yeah. No, it it doesn't. It's it's sad because so many people want to get out of their houses, and I get it. Like you're. Oh yeah, I absolutely get wanna it. Want to do something other than in your fucking house, but <laughs> the fact remains is that the longer you wait this out, just a little bit more, the the quicker you're gonna actually be able to safely go out instead of exactly being that you're gonna contract exactly and and it it's it's sad because like I want to go to the to the mall too but I'm not going to I'm not stupid I'm not gonna be around you know a hundred fucking people at one time like I don't want to be packed into a store waiting in a line honestly shopping in person is fun. But it's not fun enough to risk getting COVID. Yep. It's really not. Um, and at the end of the day, all of this bill, and obviously this show has been very long, so if you made it this far, uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, and I hope you tune into the next episode. Uh, and uh, not sure exactly what platforms we're going to put this on yet. Still got to figure that out. Whatever takes us. <laughs> huh? Whatever the fuck takes us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are plenty of podcast sites to uh to post this on. So we will figure that out. Um and we will advertise this uh all over the place. But um uh for everyone that uh that needs uh help during this time, help is finally coming. It is it nearly enough, in my opinion, no. Uh I think that people need the $2,000 a month uh, at the bare minimum. I think that that should be literally the bare minimum. Um, if Switzerland, <laughs> if companies like Switzerland, Norway, um, Australia, 
other countries that don't make nearly as much as as we do on a yearly basis right because the united states is the richest country in the fucking world in all of human existence the united states is the is the wealthiest country in the world um if we can't afford quote unquote to pay our people to stay at home then how the hell are these other countries paying their people it's really not that difficult the united states has has the money anybody that claims to care about the deficit when they argue like oh this is why we shouldn't be paying uh the people to stay at home blah 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 all of those people can suck my balls till they pop i don't care about the deficit what i do care about is helping people survive that is the main concern that i have with everything that's been going on during the pandemic and that's the main thing that i've cared about for a long time is helping people survive and helping people live their lives to the best that they possibly can and the way that you do that is by helping the american people financially not by continuing to fund our proxy wars in the middle east over oil oil is dead we don't need to run off of fossil fuels anymore we have the knowledge we have the ability to build the technology to stop running off of fossil fuels but we don't do it because of corporate lobbyists and at the end of the day uh there are a lot of people in congress who don't deserve a second term who don't deserve to extend their time uh in the federal government because all they care about is their donors. They don't care about the American people. And that, to me, is plenty of reason to not put them into office again. The majority needs to be thrown out at this point. They, yeah. They're holding us back. They are. We need younger, more forward-thinking minds in there, on both sides of the aisle. You know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I, I, I love to talk shit on on corporate democrats and i love to talk shit on republicans but we need younger and more educated people in our political system on both sides of the aisle because yeah. our generation specifically like the whole gen z millennial generation has recognized the failures of previous generations we've recognized the failures of the baby boomers of the gen x of and more so than anything we're, we're paying for their mistakes too we are so we are absolutely we didn't choose to be in the middle east there are people currently fighting in the middle east that are a part of the united states military that weren't born when 9 11 happened that's bullshit that's pure bullshit there's no reason they're aimless for 19 years exactly and it's and it's i mean we're we're approaching the 20th year that we've been out there yeah, um true. and we were out there before 9-11 uh we weren't out there as heavily um but we were out there before 9-11 happened too uh we weren't waging proxy wars um but we were acting as a police force for a lot of it um which is also bullshit uh maybe it's the libertarian in me uh or the libertarian side of my politics uh actual libertarians not the conservative libertarians that are literally fucking 
fat like uh, the fact that those people are considered libertarians is disgusting um, <laughs> but uh the side of me that wants everyone to just uh deal with their own shit doesn't want us in the middle east if that makes sense right i don't think we should be in the middle east i don't think we should have ever gotten involved uh, the fact that we attacked a country that didn't even train the fucking um, uh, terrorists that attacked us on 9-11 is further proof that we're not there to fight terrorism. Um, especially because we are the terrorists ourselves uh, in those countries. Um, it's just all bullshit. Plain and simple. Um, 100%. It is bullshit. Yeah. So, hopefully... Over these next few years, we get more young people in in our political system, because I think we've a lot of us have grown up with this understanding uh, that the mistakes of the previous generation are completely fucking us. And the best way around that is to get people like me and you. Uh, I don't think either of us will get in, into politics necessarily. Um, <laughs> But uh, people like us, people of our generation, people who are uh, as heavily interested in these topics as we are, uh, getting those people into politics, regardless of their political views, as long as we don't get Nazis into our in into into our uh, Congress. Um, I mean, we kind of are. Um, but hey. We got Stephen King out of there, uh, and he was a full-blown fucking white supremacist and wasn't even afraid to hide it. Um, so we made some progress, right? Um, but even even young conservatives, if there are any young conservatives that have listened to any of this, um, get involved in politics. Get involved in your local politics especially because the local politics affect you on a much more personal level than federal politics do. Um, but... Get involved and voice your fucking opinions. That's that's exactly what we're trying to do with this, is voicing our fucking opinions. Um, and yeah, it's, it's that simple, you know? And local politics is where where is where it starts, you know? A lot it of is. people get their problems in there. I mean, Joe Biden did too. He was the exactly. senator. Joe Biden did. Um, uh, Bernie did. Pete Buttigieg did. Uh, he was a mayor. He was a shitty mayor. Um, uh, he was a terrible fucking mayor. But he got his start in in, in local politics, and now look at him. He's going to be on Joe Biden's cabinet. Uh, whether I agree with his politics or not is not the issue. The fact that he is a younger person, uh, he is a part of the LGBT community, which is great because obviously they need uh, more representation in our federal government. Um Especially because we have bigots like Mike Pence as the vi as the vice president who believes in uh, conversion therapy. Um, uh, if we the the more we get young people into politics, regardless of their political ideologies, the better. Because I think that's yeah. the closest way that we can get towards fixing the problems of previous generations. I think in any degree people getting involved in politics is just it's it's good because that's how democracy works you need participation exactly exactly all right do you have anything else that we that you would like to talk about for this episode um nothing other than the fact that the um 
the House pass or override uh, the veto on this bill. So they're moving to pass it. With a well, goddamn. So, I mean, it's not surprising. <laughs> I, it was a veto. Is a veto-proof bill. It really was, if we're being honest. Um, the defense bill passes every single year. Um, so it's not really surprising that it that it passed. If we're being honest. Um, and with that, uh, next week, what should we what should we discuss next week? <laughs> oh man. Oh, I mean, obviously apart from anything that happens within this next week, which a lot could happen. Yeah, yeah, of course. Anything with big tech, you know, this, because part of the fact that the d- defense bills, it's, it's really complicated, but uh, Trump vetoed it because he wants to repeal uh, Act 230, which addresses um, sanctions on uh, on technology, on big tech. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, this this passing of this defense bill is actually really, or rather the override of this veto, is, it's really complicated, but it has a lot to do with it is very and a lot to do with big data and big tech. So it's it, Yeah, exactly. Out. If my memory serves correct, actually, uh, Section 230 um, was, um, I dropped a water bottle. Um, Section 230 was, uh, is actually what, gives Twitter the ability to ban him from uh after he's no longer president, correct? Like that's a part of it? Honestly. It was it was actually I think put into or or put into law around um nineteen ninety something, nineteen ninety six, nineteen ninety something. Huh, so interesting. it's outdated. It hasn't been updated. It is outdated. Before, it is um I'm surprised it did allow Twitter anything really. Yeah. Other than you know being able to run itself as a monopoly. True, true. <laughs> but then again, you know, we'll see. Uh, I have to study more up on it. Maybe I'm just yeah. going to completely 180 next time I talk about it. Maybe, maybe. And we will definitely have to do more research on, on all the topics that we discuss. Um, but, uh, so, for the next episode, we will be talking about, um, hypothetically, we will be talking about uh, the effect that big tech has on our cor- current uh, world. And uh, the, or I guess the the effect that that big tech has in general on us. Um, monopolies. America. Yeah, monopolies in general. Uh, and I think we'll probably get into uh, the corporate side of it and the effect that corporations have um, on our daily lives, especially. And the maybe, I don't know. Maybe we'll have a small section uh, that discusses uh, social media addiction as well, because obviously that is a very uh, hot commodity. Huge, huge part of it. Uh, it is a big, huge part of it because that's literally part of how they get paid. Um, yep. And they design algorithms specifically around uh, keeping people on the apps. Um, so next week or whenever the next episode is posted, uh, look forward to uh, Big Tech uh, conversations. Uh, and that has been Two Leftists, One Podcast with Blake and Boggs. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Uh, hopefully we will get another one going out soon. Obviously this has been a long show. So if you have stuck around, thank you very, very much. We definitely appreciate it. And we will definitely be working hard on the next show. Uh, again, this has been Blake and Boggs, Two Leftists, One Podcast. Thank you very much have a great day and hopefully you enjoyed